Ebuhang Peko, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Thank you, Sakina, and to the listeners. So, is free higher education a possibility in South Africa? It is. It's a, it is much a possibility here as anywhere else. Um, I think that there's the possibility to reallocate um, scarce resources even within the state fiscus. Uh, there's also the opportunity to really realign the, the, our national policy framework with the kind of in, with the intentions that we have. Remember that the NDP says we're supposed to be producing uh, 100 PhD graduates per million people. We're only producing about 28 so far. If we don't have a pool of people who are able to access even undergrad or first degrees, the ambition of producing masters and PhD graduates becomes even less likely and much more, you know, much 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 more scant. The second thing is that we're we have to think about, we always think about ourselves in the context of a global economy, and we have these pretensions of being a developed world, a developed country. So I think it's important to understand that whilst we are piddling around to provide free education, the U.S. has actually decided to increase the supply of college-educated um, workers into their workforce by, num- by 2025, and they're aiming to graduate 20 million students over the next 10 years. So you can imagine that if we are aiming to take our place among the BRICS nation and the new emerging economies, countries like India and China have also seen a sharp increase in their GDP growth and other economic indicators over the last 10 years commensurate to the number of, of graduates that they have produced. And there's a, there's a deliberateness to their strategy. Now, given what you've just said, um, it makes the following question even more interesting because this is what everyone seems to be asking. Where is the money going to come from? Uh, Is that not a red herring in some ways, uh, basically to uh, say that we can't really afford to do this? Can we, can, can we, how can we afford not to in mm. the midst of a huge number of young people who are unable to complete their education? It's one thing, Sakina, to say that young people should make a plan for themselves, decide to be entrepreneurial, decide to, you know, create work for themselves and to, and to create opportunities in the economy for themselves, which might be parallel to those which are being employable. You and I have talked about the notion of employability in the past, and I think that that's it's quite a different situation to when a person wants to go into higher education, begins, you know, the process of applying for grants, NASPAS for it for, or whatever, is doing quite well and is unable to complete. And I think that that non-completion is extremely frustrating. And it also represents, the, you know, a, 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 an incompleted cycle of education whereby it means that we're not going to be able to contribute adequately to our knowledge economy going forward. And I also think that um, there's money around. I mean, at the moment, the state has put aside, I think, 23 billion rands to produce some black industrialists over the next five to ten years. So surely there is money around which could be used and, I think, reallocated certain other programs which might be less urgent to the state, to the, to the national development priorities could be could be deferred. There's always agility and flexibility. The fact that the president could instantly decree that there will be a zero fee increase next year illustrates that when, when things need to happen, they can happen. But the, the other problematic with this is that lots of countries have a distinction between free universities, you know, state and federal universities and private universities, 
We don't have that in this country. So we have formerly and still privileged institutions or predominantly white institutions formerly, such as your Stellenbosch, your Rhodes, your Vits, your your University of Free State, and then, you know, the rest which were, um, you know, your Bush University so-called. And we haven't really managed to figure out how then the governance of these institutions take place, what is the role of the the education department in, 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 in governing things like fees, things like the curriculum, things like access to accommodation. So, you know, we, we, we continue to have, I think a few, most of us remember a few years ago, the University of Free State, the, the, the really disgusting incident of the young white men who, who urinated in the food of African women domestic workers there. And it seems as though the Department of Higher Education, other than being outraged and as disgusted as the rest of us were, really didn't have much, um, much input into that situation and other situations such as that. So there should be some sort of uh, a policy dialogue which determines once and for all the extent to which the Department of Education and the state can intervene in the workings of universities in this country, including the area of fees, to avoid this sort of ruckus happening again. Otherwise, it will continue to happen and it will continue to reproduce the sort of anger and the sort of inequality and the, and the social exclusion that these incidents represent. And um, what is your uh, thoughts on the suggestion of taxing the rich to fund higher education? We're already taxed. Um, I'm not that I'm saying I'm one of the rich, but the middle class in this country is already taxed excessively. What needs to happen rather is, and, and in fact, we've got one of the largest tax bases in the world. People talk about Norway, Sweden, Germany being able to afford this because they are taxed. We are also taxed very highly. The problem is that there, there, there isn't a, the question of allocation of funds misallocation of funds. Bear in mind, Sakina and the listeners, that there are 30 billion rands that have been gone missing or unaccounted for or misallocated or stolen or whatever you want to call it in the state fiscus. It's a shocking indictment. It's a shocking statistic. Now, clearly there is money out there. It's a question of how it is being used. Is that, is that wasted or missing in inverted commas money were repatriated back into the education system? That would be a non-debate. You know, the question of where the money is coming from would really be a non-debate. Thank you so much. A senior research fellow at Think Tank Trade Collective, political economist Lebo Hong Peko.